Hello, all, and welcome to the Relationship Renovation Podcast. I'm Tara Kerwin. And my name is EJ Kerwin. And today, you know, we have a topic that I think is super important for us to explore. It is about what happens when your relationship starts to feel like purely a friendship and not a intimate relationship. And one partner is a little resistant to having it be more than just that. Yeah, and this comes from uh, from a comment that we received from a listener. And this was the comment. It would be great to have a podcast on what you do if you see your partner as a friend and not a romantically. How can you move forward and bring back that connection, especially when your partner does not seem to be open to it? So that's our launching point, So That's a biggie. Absolutely. I mean, so first, Tara, maybe just like give us a little bit of background and what you've seen over the years when people come in and this is what they're reporting. You know, I because we go through these relationship timelines with all of our couples from the moment they met to if they did get engaged and married or if they didn't to when they had kids. And really what I notice is that, right, and this happens, it's this term called habituation, right? We get really used to our person because we're around them all the time. And so we kind of start to take them for granted and we really don't prioritize that intimate connection. And then years of that and kind of prioritizing other things, whether it's work, whether it's children, you know, a lot of different things, just busy life even can really erode that intimate piece that used to be a part of the relationship. And so although you might still be really good partners and really good parents together, co-parents, the relationship starts to feel like just a friendship or a work relationship. Like, okay, we're, yeah, we're keeping our family alive and we're making the money to like support our ourselves or our family. And so that's, you know, in a nutshell, that's kind of what I see that really intimate relationship was never a priority. So there weren't, not never a priority, there weren't skills involved into consistently making your relationship a priority. And then after years, it has a, a significant impact on the erosion of intimacy. Yeah, I mean, I like to think of it as a, uh, that there's a misalignment that happens at, at a certain point. And oftentimes that misalignment is a result of something that comes along in life, you know, whether it be having kids, whether it be getting very focused on your job, whether it be people have very different sort of like leisure activities or things that they're into. And there's this slight misalignment. And then if you don't keep your hands on the steering wheel in your relationship, that then that misalignment, you go farther and farther and farther apart. And eventually then what happens is generally it's one person in the relationship becomes a little less tolerant, like the, our our listener who, who put that comment in. Mm-hmm. There's one person who's just like, oh, uh-uh, this is not good. You know, I don't, I don't want this. And then the other person oftentimes is for one reason or another, sort of like, what are you talking about? Mm. No, everything's fine. Yeah. Everything's okay. And then it creates tension, frustration. Well, you have competing needs. Yes. You You have have competing competing needs in the relationship. One person wants to 
deepen it and explore that intimate bond again, the other person's like, no, I'm not there anymore. And there's a million reasons for it. I mean, we'll hit a couple for sure. I mean, I think maybe the first thing for us to explore was was the second component to what the listener said, which was especially what do I do if the other person is not interested? And for me, like the first thing that popped up was a reframe on that, on Mm. the way in which that person might be conceptualizing it. Instead of a lack of interest that the partner has some resistance to change, that they have some resistance to exploring this dynamic in, in their relationship, that they have maybe a resistance to dealing with something within themselves that is contributing to this dynamic. Can I top that too? They're in a place of resignation, complete disempowerment that things could be even different. And when you get into that place, it feels, again, very disempowering and hopeless. So why even try? Yeah. I think this relates very much back in some ways to our previous episode where we had Audrey on, Audrey Darnell, one Mm. of the therapists at our center, around self-compassion is because I think oftentimes in a relationship where the intimacy has fractured, the person that's really not happy with it or wanting to really address it starts to feel really poorly about themselves. They don't feel loved, they don't feel cared for, they don't feel attractive. And the way it bleeds out sideways sometimes is that they then get really resentful and they start to really get frustrated with that other person and that lack of empathy and compassion for Mm -hmm. themselves in this of like, what's wrong with me ends up bleeding into the relationship. To me, it almost feels like a numbness that one partner is experiencing numbness. And so, you know, with numbness, there's this invisibility to it. And here's the thing, like we can't control, right? What our other person decides to do or not do. But what we can control and what we see a lot in here is like, we just start talking about it. You know, we set up like a little time throughout the week, like, hey, can we talk about us and our relationship? And and yes, you have to kind of have ways you want to talk about it. So it feels gentle and kind and like, hey, I'm noticing this is happening for me. I wonder if it's happening for you. And you you slowly try to get to what you're needing or wanting in the relationship, because that's all we do have control over. We can say, this is what I'm needing. This is what I'm feeling. It doesn't feel okay. Are you willing to possibly take a look at this for us? Are you willing to go to couples counseling? Are you willing to go read this book together? You're just kind of advocating for yourself, your needs, your wants. You're also advocating for your relationship in the best way possible in a gentle, compassionate way. And then hopefully from that point, it can start to shift. Yeah, I mean, I'm projecting myself into the place of that listener who has this need Mm. and feels like their partner is unwilling to engage. And so my question, right, if you were that person, is how have you expressed your needs, desires, loneliness to your partner or have you? Yeah, I mean- Because it goes both ways. Because you, are you assuming that your partner's disinterested? Is it that you've tried and you've come with this very vulnerable heart? I'm feeling really lonely and disconnected and I really want more from our relationship. 
or has it been everything unsaid and then it just like, oh, we need to like do something or I'm feeling really like, how has it been approached? Yeah. I mean, and it's a sensitive thing because oftentimes it hasn't been approached until a point where like one person reaches sort of a breaking point mm. and then you're going in and you're breaking up homeostasis, right? You're, you're, you're breaking up that this pattern has probably been in existence for a while and it feels oftentimes abrupt to the other person. We don't know. Maybe maybe this person yeah, has or... for many years uh, communicated it to, to their partner, and their partner just isn't you know responsive to it. But you know, there's something that Tara is hitting on: is sometimes one of the most difficult things in communicating with your partner is doing it in a way that's hearable. Yes. That because generally in those moments, your partner is going to get reactive. Mm. They're going to feel defensive. They're going to feel like, like there's something wrong with them. Mm. And finding that empathetic, compassionate way to address it as a we issue mm -hmm. gives you a little bit better of a chance. Yeah. I, I'll do just like a little example because I think maybe last week you came to me or I could tell like, you know, we are, you know, we're going through a lot in our intimacy connecting and just with some stuff that has come up. And, and so like, I think you were like, you know, we should talk about this and I really want to connect with you, you know, in and outside of the bedroom. And I'm in my mind, I'm like, oh, I, we haven't been on a date in over two months and you want, like I immediately went to like, <laughs> okay, so you want me to connect with you in the bedroom at night, but yeah, we haven't gone on a date to like, and then I was like, stop that is like totally separating us. That's making it you the bad person, me the victim. And I said, actually, we've in my mind and in my internal thoughts, I internalized it and I reframed it to like, we've been really busy. We want to connect on so many levels. Yes. Has our intimacy hit this like downfall? It has, but we both want it. We just have to find time to have more discussions around it instead of assume that the other person doesn't want it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hope that was a good example. No, it's, it's a great example because it's a risk when we bring up these type of dynamics with our partner, right? Because it's vulnerable, mm. you know, in this case, me coming to you, there's a lot of vulnerability there. There's like my own insecurities maybe getting triggered by what's going on between the two of us. There's an insecurity of like, what if I bring this up and she shuts it down? There's insecurity of just like, what if I just screwed up? What if I bring it up in a way that makes her feel like I'm judging her and or that I'm like telling her that she's the problem? You know, it's just, it's an insecure place. I mean, this is where like the whole like aspect that the um, listener talked about is that you still have a friendship right? Mm -hmm. That's when we do sort of have mm -hmm. to like work with the resources we do have. Absolutely. Right. And, and for you and I, in this case, like, I don't feel like necessarily we're in that place of, of just friendship, but where we are at in our building towards some of the things we're, we're, we're working through is we're building emotional safety. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, I'm getting better at understanding how to create an atmosphere where we might talk about something difficult and you feel safe in that environment. And so for this 
listener or somebody struggling with with like, hey, it feels like a friendship, it doesn't feel like an intimate relationship, is maybe speaking to like that friendship of like, hey, like I care for you so much. Mm. You are my best friend in this world. I want nothing but the best for you. I want nothing but the best for us. And can we sort of build from this place? You know, is figuring out what works in your relationship. And this is a little bit abstract, but then launching this conversation from that place, mm-hmm. not from a place of like, without, I'm not happy. This isn't what I signed up for. I'm so lonely. Like that's a, that's a, what, what the Gottmans would call, that's a harsh startup, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That we want, we want to go into these conversations with a sense of like ease and softness and safety. And that's, again, that's really important because that's where skills come in because it has taken you and I over a decade to like get it wrong a lot to now starting to get it right more. But like you said, it's an emotional risk because what if you can't trust that I can handle it? But the more we trust that we can, it builds trust that it can be okay. And and let's just say, you know, you start this journey and you start from that baseline of friendship and and maybe one partner has like lost that hope for the two of you or lost that, but at least you guys went through it together in a very vulnerable way of like, how can I be my best self in this situation that at times feels really lonely for both of us? Because really what you're saying is, I care about myself. I care about you. I care about what humans want, which is like love and and to be loved and to feel that connection, that one unique connection we have with one other person is that intimate sexual connection. We don't get to have that with everybody else, right? And so it's just, you know, you're just saying, this is what we deserve. And if you can't have it with me, I'd want you to be able to go have it with somebody else. And I want myself, but let's try this together because this is what our commitment was in in the first place. And we know we had it because it was there or we wouldn't, right, have chosen each other. I think the other real piece of awareness that I would want to get across to somebody who might be struggling within their relationship with this is being aware of the narrative that you might have. And when I say narrative, I mean the story that you have in your head of why it is this way most likely is only a piece of the puzzle. Yeah. And that there are many complex reasons why an individual might have retracted in an intimate way. And when we say intimacy, we don't just mean sex. We mean like free expression of love. We mean kindness. We mean appreciation. We mean gentle touch. You know, it's a whole spectrum. But the thing is, is maintaining a healthy, intimate relationship over the lifespan is very complex. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot going on. There's hormonal shifts and there's changes in body and there's just like feeling effective and happy and empowered in life. And there's people get confronted with intimacy issues and trauma from their past at different points. Mm -hmm. And so there might be a lot more to this than you realize that is going on, that your partner even knows that is going on, you know, and they might be really scared or they might feel really disempowered or they might be depressed. I mean, and I, I know one powerful intervention that we do 
with our couples, with ourselves as we, you know, we do our little relationship timeline because it's nice to have an understanding of what happens, right? But then the idea is we want to move forward and we want to cultivate something that feels more connecting. Some couples can do that without a therapist. Some couples really like to be in the presence of a therapist to help facilitate that safety. But having this understanding, so that way it doesn't allow for all these resentments to stay. You can be like, oh, that's why we kind of got offline. And and there's more of a compassionate understanding to it. And then there's this curiosity about how can we move together differently. And, you know, research shows just by having some different experiences, like maybe this listener wants to say, Hey, honey, you want to go for a walk, like a 10 minute walk, like just creating these new experiences and they don't have to be big. Like you're not going to, you know, Bora Bora, just a 10 minute walk, just creating these new experiences actually get certain chemicals going in a different way, but that were actually present for when we first started our relationship. And so there are ways to get out of this stuckness. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, what Tara just spoke about, about putting in new experiences with your partner that don't have to be a trip to Bora Bora or, or whatever, but just like a 10-minute walk, a thoughtful conversation, a, a book of questions that you do together. What that does is it breaks up the two sort of like enemies to intimate, deep connection, which are homeostasis and habituation. Mm -hmm. And so if you can just take simple steps to do things slightly differently, you always sit in front of the TV and eat your dinner together. Instead, you sit out on the porch and eat facing one another. You know, you haven't gone on a walk around your neighborhood in six months. You start going for a walk every two or three days. Mm -hmm. You know, you have a cup of coffee together in the mornings. You know, that emotional check-in that we have a, a number of episodes where we talk about that. It's a part of our relationship renovation at home program. Mm -hmm that those emotional check-ins are something we don't do. Hey, let's just start checking in once a day for five minutes. How are you feeling? What is a goal you have for just cultivating the connection between the two of us? And what's a positive statement about us or myself? Mm -hmm. That just those minute shifts they just break things up. Yeah, break it up. We got to break it up a little. Our brain likes new. Yes, it does. I mean, I just spoke with a couple the other day and one of the members of them was saying like, you know, it's just like, it's so easy to just talk about the basically business of running our lives, of of what we need to do, of did this get done? Did this bill, you know? that then that's all we relate to the person. We relate to them as a business partner in that and running a household and not as like a unique individual. Yeah. And that's what we love, right? Like I love when you just sort of notice me, when you see me, when you're curious about something that maybe you're not interested in, but but I am. Yeah. Like that feels good. 
Did you notice me just petting your head last night while we were watching? I did. That was like so nice. What were nice. we watching with all the violence? It was, whew, but. Oh, Mayor of Kingstown. Yeah. Gosh, that is a But I was show. like, I'm going to rub his little head. <laughs> yeah. It's the little things, you guys. It is. And like last weekend, we uh, sat after our, we kind of had a bunch of friends over and then they all went home and we spent a half hour outside yeah. uh, reading questions to each other and that asking us. That was so fun. It was fun. And you opened up about something really vulnerable to me that like, if mm-hmm. we hadn't done that, yeah. you wouldn't have had the space yeah. to do that. We should put that in our resource. The Gottmans have this free app. And it's really cool because you can like plug in whatever is kind of going on your in your relationship and then it brings up a list of questions. It's really cool. We'll plug that in. It's a free app. Thank you, Gottman's. Yeah, I'll give you the name of it too right now. It's called Card Deck. And it's a free app and it just has, a, it has a bunch of different from like, it has like kind of level one, level two, level three sex questions. Mm-hmm. It has like, just like, you know, kind of like get to know you, like fun, just light stuff. But it's a great resource, free, just to generate conversations. Developed by two like leading researchers in couples. So yeah, the Gottman. So I, I think if we had to like distill this down for this listener, yes. is if you can just create some differences in how you're relating to your partner that aren't even in the context of like, oh, we're building our intimacy back, but just we're going for a walk, you know, just we're answering these questions together. You might be surprised if you consistently do it, how it starts to change things. And I would also encourage to set aside some time to have a thoughtful discussion around where both of you are at. And, you know, we're always, I'm always looking at level of motivation. There's called pre-contemplation, contemplation, action. You know, it sounds like this listener would be in action mode. I'm ready to do whatever I can in order to build a more deeply connected, intimate relationship with this person. Maybe your partner is at pre-contemplating, like not even like, yeah, could maybe like, oh no, right? How can I support you? to possibly shift into that where you're, you might even think about it. What, what would be helpful? How can I? Yeah. And that feeds into one of the, the key tenets in our work is our partner is our greatest teacher. Can you be patient for the lesson? And in this case, maybe instead of seeing your partner as unwilling, where you're at is you're seeing like, hey, this is actually an area of growth for you. It's an area of growth for mm-hmm. me. And how do I be supportive if my partner is actually in a stuck place? Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, listener, for that question and for giving us the ability to speak to that today. I know that there was a lot of information um, and I hope you found it useful. Yeah. And, and, and hopefully it's motivating to all of our listeners out there to leave a comment, you know, to mm-hmm. go to, it's right in our show notes, click it, just leave a comment on a topic you want us to explore, a question you might have, a dynamic within your relationship that you're struggling with. And we will either reply to you directly or we will address it here on the podcast. We love it. Um, we love all interactions with you all. We're so thankful for, for you as a part of our community. You know, please tell people about our show. Please leave us a review. It helps get the word out. It helps build healthier, happier people, healthier, happier relationships, healthier, happier communities. That's why we do this, right? Absolutely. <laughs> 
Okay. Well, thank you for listening. As always, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Bye-bye. Bye. Me and you just singing on the train. Me and you listening to the rain. Me and you, we are the same. Me and you have all the fame we need. Indeed, you and me are we. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.